Hello. And welcome back to This Is Not A History Lecture. Kat, I have got to say that it is wonderful to see you today. It is wonderful to see you too. I think it's been over two weeks since it's we've seen Probably each other. the longest we've gone without seeing each other in over a year. <laughs> At least, it actually is. Without yeah. it being like Christmas break. Like literally. Even over Christmas break. Oh, no, because that was my accident. I couldn't get back to Waco for that yeah, weekend. We were supposed to get food. Because <laughs> I like, texted like... you. <laughs> Again, I will say that Kat texted me after this very traumatic experience. I was and like, didn't remember it. Yeah, I think I was still like in the like wrecked car when you did. <laughs> I think you were too. I think that was what the timeline was. We figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, she had to like go back in her messages and be like, and like look for that date. Yeah, I didn't it. remember texting you. I was so traumatized from the and wreck. I was literally like, what the fuck are you doing texting me, Catherine? You should be in the ambulance. Oh my gosh. Whoops. Anyway. Anyway, but so. But yeah, it's been a minute since we've talked to each other, so. Yeah. I was in Houston, and then I was in Las Vegas. Viva Las and Vegas. I'm sorry, Kat, but you've just been here. I am on day eight, I think, of a 24-day straight uh. work streak. So I'm yeah, so sorry. Eh, I'll have money for tuition, which was that's true. Finally came out like last oh, week or yeah, whatever. You're right. I'm gonna deal with the insurance part of it. I was, oh, insurance. Yeah, you're gonna get insurance through the school now. No, I'm. They just didn't oh, you have, have to like my it. proper wave stuff. Like they were gotcha. like your your card was declined. I was like, I promise you, I am insured. Decline. I. <laughs> this is the proper Wait, it's not a credit card. Like, what do you <laughs> mean? <laughs> Like, are you gonna decline my waiver? Like, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. oh man yeah so, um well but yeah other than that i'm just working <laughs> you said you had a crazy time i had a let me tell you las vegas that's a trip yeah well, that's a fucking trip let mm-hmm. me oh wow i really what they say about vegas is true it is so what, much more. What happens more. in Vegas stays in Vegas? Well, honestly, okay, I didn't see that many, like, crazy drunk people or anything, surprisingly. I only yeah. saw one girl that was, like, noticeably drunk and, like, falling all over herself, but she yeah. had a buddy, so that was fine. <laughs> yeah. But, like, just the amount of stuff and things and oh. the, like, size and grandeur and, mm-hmm. like, the decorations and the... Yeah. It's just very overwhelming to, like, every sense that you oh. have. Like, it, there is so much to do and see. It's mm. insane. Like, yeah. I was only there. We got there Thursday. And um, we were there Thursday for, like, half. We got there at, like, 5 on Thursday. Uh, and then we, so we were there, like, half a day on Thursday. And then all day Friday and Saturday. And then we flew back, like, early uh, Sunday morning. And oh my, oh my God, those days were the longest days I've ever had. Like it was, mm-hmm. and we didn't even wake up early. It was just like the amount yeah. that we accomplished because everything is so close together. So you yeah. could do things like back to back to back. Oh. Um, but I mean, it was, it, it was a good time. I very thoroughly enjoyed myself and I was very fortunate to be invited on this trip and I had literally the best food I have ever had and probably will ever Ooh. have in a while. Yeah, Wagyu steak. At oh, Ramsey I've heard steak. that that stuff is like crazy yeah. fancy. <laughs> yeah, like $85 for a steak. Oh my. Uh-huh. That's more than my groceries for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So I was very, 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 very blessed to 
have been invited on this trip and I oh my god it was such an experience it went and like it was her birthday it was her birthday yeah so my friend invited me uh one of my roommates and um a few other people on a trip to Vegas for her 23rd birthday and oh it's her 23rd I thought it was gonna be like her 21st like a big no, one no they she did she did go on her 21st too but I guess they wanted to go back so this is like a standard thing for them to yeah be her able dad, to do that for a birthday yeah her dad and his girlfriend came with us and I think her dad goes like at one point at least he was going like every month like this is a common Holy. thing he's a doctor they've oh, got money oh yeah and <laughs> gotcha yeah um and he's like pretty good at gambling so from what i understand mm. like a lot of the expenses like were paid from like gambling credits that he's gathered wow yeah that's like, cool we had swedish massages whoa 80 minute swedish massages the total for four people to go was over 1600 dollars. i'm gonna cry they build it to the room so I'm sure that was taken care of with credits. <laughs> I, so good for him for being so yeah. good at gambling. And good for him for going to medical school. Med props. Wow. Um, it was just... One thing, it was Las Vegas, which is like, you know, if you've... Anyone who's listening has ever been to Vegas, you understand. But, like, it was overwhelming. Um, but it was also overwhelming to, like, go to really nice restaurants when the, the nicest restaurant I've probably ever been to has been like a salt grass. <laughs> I know. I was like, Olive Garden is my yeah. peak tier. Yeah. So like seeing like that part of like the human experience, it was mm-hmm. like really like, whoa, I had this that, is crazy. I came to that realization the other day. I was on TikTok and someone mm-hmm. was posting a, like it was a video of the most beautiful layout I'd ever seen glass dishware roses hanging from oh, the like ceiling dinner. yeah yeah and i was like that is the most beautiful wedding ever and it was her batch or it was her bridal shower oh my and i was God. like your bridal shower is nicer than my wedding could ever be and then right. i realized that wealth stra- like the stratification of classism right now yeah like makes me realize that i'm is- i'm well like my family yeah. is is okay you yeah. know like yeah. we're, we're middle class but probably on the safer side of it right now with the way wealth is distributed Uh but like as a grad student me Mm -hmm. on my own i am i am poor i am broke i am living on ramen in a 500 square foot apartment yeah and i have the backup of my parents if i ever had an emergency or something but like we're both very fortunate to have yeah yeah we're incredibly lucky to have Mm -hmm. that but the people who can literally have a bridal shower like that or just go on a vegas trip every month i'm like that's a kind of life i physically and mentally cannot understand like i can't even fathom that well the thing is too is like he's a doctor so yes he's wealthy and he has Mm -hmm. money um but there are people still so much richer than him, which is incomprehensible yeah and it's like you literally can't spend that much money and when i say he goes like every month Mm -hmm. i think it's probably just him or like him girlfriend so it's not he's not spending as much money but you know like but still to buy plane tickets every month to yeah like that's just like you said like just so out of the world i can't comprehend that what we've experienced yeah like this is the first time i've ever flown for something outside of school Mm -hmm. every other time i've been on a plane which has only been like three times before this Mm -hmm. it has just been for school related things i've been Um, on my dad's miles before yeah and like you know you're your family is a little bit better off than me. So it's normal to like take plane vacations. Mm-hmm. My family, well, my dad. It's, I'll say it's not normal. It's a very special treat for us. But like it does help that my dad's company, he 
he works for he designs airports yeah he helps oh yeah so, that. so yeah. like he has to fly places gonna, to give okay. consults and they let my dad keep the miles yeah because the company ask, pays for those because i told my roommate like while we were in the airport i was like oh it's really funny like cat's dad actually designs airports mm-hmm. and she's like oh really which ones so i was gonna ask you he's consulted i know he's like one there's in a couple Washington, like right uh, he's flown to Washington okay. before, but I don't think he's working on the one there. Okay. Um, so like the way his company does it, they're consultants. So they like get ah. assigned to different projects. So he's done some different ones. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can say though, because okay. some of them That's have fair. military, Ooh. like, actually, not, I... not like high profile or anything like that, but like, I just don't know what I can and can't fact, say. I do know the military one she's talking about, but I'm not going to say it. Well, it's like, it's probably totally okay if to I do. <laughs> it's probably totally okay if I do. Yeah, I just no. don't want to. I understand. <laughs> Any any commercial? It, yeah, I mean he's yeah. worked in the Houston airport system, gotcha. Dallas Love Field, um, Charlotte O'Hare. I think they had some stuff in. So like they consult yeah, on think, the, like the designs. Th- okay, and I'm efficiency. glad you said Dallas Love Field because she my roommate was complaining about DFW and how dumb it was. How oh, it was laid out, <laughs> and I was like, and that's why the conversation. I was like, why were we talking about that? That's why the conversation yeah. was brought up. Love she field. was like. Oh, love so much better than DFW. It's like so much easier. Everything's laid out much better. Yeah. And um, and I was like, oh yeah, Catch actually does like he he works. He's like an architect. And she's like, well, I hope he didn't work on DFW because that sucks. They've had <laughs> like, they've had problems with DFW for a long time now. Uh, and you know, DFW is one of the biggest airports in the world, so I'm sure a lot of people know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, it's a trip. I've never actually flown out of Houston, which is crazy. I've only flown out of Dallas because of that, where yeah. we go to school. Um, and since I've only flown for school stuff. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so I'll stop talking about my Vegas trip. I'm oh, happy that you had a good time, though. I had a great time. Tell me what you've been up to. It's been, like we said, two weeks. Oh, literally just ballet, work, ballet, more work, writing, some TikToks, ballet, I work. saw some of your TikToks. Yeah. Your dress TikTok. Yeah. Your voiceover was so nice for it. I was like, wow, Kat sounds great. I didn't even use a mic. I almost thought I could use one of these mics. And then <laughs> I like, I know how to do this. <laughs> yeah. I ended up just using my phone, but. Yeah. Well, it sounded yeah. great. It's just taking, that dress is taking a little while. Uh, the dress is currently in Kat's bedroom. I saw it when I walked in. Yes. So if you want to see it, follow along on Kat's TikTok. Yeah. Uh, the low key catastrophe. That's my handle. There it is. <laughs> Except catastrophe spelled with a K. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a TikTok, but that's not public information. Which she should post on more. You and know, I did have an idea for a TikTok because I went to this really, really, really cute new greenhouse. Oh my God, we have to go. Here in town? I don't even know if it's new, but I've never heard of it before. And We're it's going. amazing. We're going because I We're need plants. I've accidentally killed a couple. Yeah, I went this morning and oh my God, huh. the prices, Ooh. what they have there, like amazing. Hmm. I've never... Some of the stuff I've only ever seen online. Is it in our town mm-hmm. proper? Yeah. Huh. It's like maybe 10 minutes from my house. Okay. But like, oh my God. Damn. Anyway, we have to go uh, because... Yeah. Wow. I didn't even know it was there. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. And I saw a lady from... Who was visiting from Austin. Mm. She was like, are you... Do you live here? And I was like, yes. And she's like this is crazy she's like this shit in austin would have been like 10 times this price and i was like yeah this is my first time here this is even by our standards this is good yeah i'm from houston and i've gone to like the biggest probably greenhouse in houston Mm -hmm. and they don't have the variety and the prices that this place does which i I know right we have to go 
Anyway, I would say what it is, but one, I don't want to reveal our location, and two, I don't want more people to come there and steal <laughs> all my good plants. <laughs> no, that's that's fair. Um, it's like gatekeeping. We're allowed to gatekeep I'll gatekeep. plants and Florence Pugh. I'll gatekeep plants, and I'll gatekeep uh, what I consider to be an emo face. <laughs> Those are my two fair. gatekeeping things. That's fair. Um, yes, it's pretentious, but I will be pretentious about my emo face. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, Kat... Shall we jump into it? Let's get into some history. History! Why did I say yes. that? I don't know why I did um, that. So, <laughs> I don't even remember what you're talking about. because we. I don't remember what you're talking about either. Awesome. Oh, I remember what you're talking about. Okay, well, I do because I made the tweet. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kat is much more involved in my topic than I am. I am going to talk about... The Loving Case. Oh, yes. Yeah. I was going to talk about Loving. this a few weeks ago. Yes. Because it was the anniversary, and then everything got sidetracked and pushed back, and I think Father's Day or something fell in there. Listen, with in between Father's Day and, like, all the, like, themed episodes and all it, that stuff. It gets lost sometimes. <sighs> Fortunately, we have a few months of, like, just normal, yeah. like, content. <laughs> yeah. So... so. Yeah. Anyway, take it away, The Loving Case. For those of you who do not know, The Loving Case, uh, known more commonly as Loving versus Virginia. Well, no, I wouldn't say more commonly. A lot of people know it as The Loving Case. Um, I recognize... Okay. Now that you say Loving versus Virginia, I actually do recognize that more than The Loving Case. Okay. Yeah. So, Um, I think it's pretty Because The Loving Case almost sounds like a true crime thing. Yeah. Or like something to do with McDonald's. I don't know why. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's that's fair. Um, yeah, well, this one is widely known. It's it's much more complex than this, but it's widely known as the court case that ended the ban on interracial marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, ah. We'll get into those details more. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that there's a 2016 movie called Loving huh. that came out. It's a Netflix movie, and hmm. it came out on the anniversary, I believe, uh, in 2016. And I have seen it, and I actually really, really liked it. Oh, good. I thought it was a good representation. Well, and when I looked it up, a lot of people said that they stayed, you know, they have to add some stuff here and there to make it two hours of content, you know? But, yeah. like, for the most part, yeah. it was pretty good about Well, usually those, like, movies point. about Supreme Court cases, they're always done in a certain way. Yeah. You know? You can always believe exactly what's happening. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'd recommend watching it if you like movies based yeah. on historic events. I think it's you know, okay, very good. One side note, we use a lot of cabs in Vegas. And then I was like, oh, my God, what if we get into cash cab? And then I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. Me and Kat would rock cash would cabs ass. It. We would make so much money. Have you seen Have you seen Thirty Rock? The episode where Tracy is on his way to his wife's, uh, and he gets in the cash birth, cab. and he gets in the cash yes. cab. He's, he's like, like What's the happening? only way you can get to the hospital for the birth of your child is if you keep answering questions. <laughs> He's like, asks a question about the Statue of Liberty, and he like goes on some insane tangent to get to the proper answer. And it's oh great. Oh my god! Oh, um, now I feel like I just need to loiter around New York, know, even right? though Cash Cab is like not a thing anymore. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play yeah, Cash Cab. That'd be great. I watch that show a lot. We could do we it. Should reward our liberal arts education by giving us free rides. <laughs> we could fly to New York. Find the cash cab. We don't leave New York until we get in yes. the cash cab. Yeah. And then make back all the money we spent in New York in yes. the cash cab. It would take a lot of money. Yes. I will but be we buying could a lot it. of Broadway tickets. Because from what I can remember, it was just a lot of like obscure history questions. Yeah. 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 And like we know a lot of those. We so do. like 
a lot of that weird stuff. You know? Um, yeah. <laughs> we can I, do it. Anyway, sorry. Cool stuff. Side note, I just really needed to talk about Cash Cab. <laughs> no, that's understandable. It is one of those days. You I'm, have to revisit it every now and then, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I do agree. So, rules against the marriage or having children in a interracial marriage, the ban in, like, I shouldn't say the ban, but, like, the case against those relationships go back as early as colonial times. Yeah, that makes sense. We could take it all the way back Well, in to... America, at least, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It goes way further back <laughs> for other Way, way, way back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in America, at least... Um, in 1691, when the Royal Colony of Virginia ruled that people within interracial marriages were going to be banished from the colony. Like, it was weird because apparently it didn't say these people can't be in a relationship. It just said that if you are, we're going to ban you, which is like a weird way to put okay, it. Okay, like, okay, I'll get banned. It's like Banned from what? Like I'm going to get sent out into the, the bank? The, yeah, like, I, what do you mean? I, I don't know if you're going <laughs> to kick me out or what. But like, are, am I being excommunicated? Like, what are you talking about? colony here? We are all probably going to die of starvation anyways. I'll just go out to my farm that's, like, not in the town. Okay? Yeah, like, <laughs> whatever. Um, but almost all of the states at one point since then have had another... I say almost because I think that there's like one or two that didn't and it would probably mm-hmm. be like Vermont or something Yeah, um, that have made that all the rest of them pretty much have made a ruling to punish someone who is in a racially diverse marriage or relationship. Um, mm-hmm. And we can't forget that Jim Crow starts up way earlier than we think sometimes. And it like right out of the civil war, they were pretty much raring to go with new kinds of racism. So <laughs> really what? Uh, what? <laughs> They're like, Hmm. Mm-hmm. What can we do to still be extremely racist? And just call it something else. Mm -hmm. I know. Jim Crow. Jim Crow. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And the next big push we see against... Like, of course, it's always going to be people pushing against it. But the next, like, legislative big push we see comes around the time of eugenics. You know what? That's really interesting because if you've ever seen Birth of a Nation, Mm -hmm. you know, like, they weren't really upset about african americans or black people having more power they were more upset about mulattoes quote unquote so like mixed people in that movie oh really i still haven't seen it i don't think i think okay i've seen bits and pieces of it through Um, like oh we're gonna talk about this in class today here's a clip but they don't want to ever show the whole thing because a it's really long and b it's just such racist propaganda Plus, it's really boring. <laughs> um, well, I had to watch it for a film class. And that's one thing that was interesting to me. Like, obviously, they're very racist and didn't like black people. But mm-hmm. the movie was more concerned with, like, mixed race people than not. Interesting. Yeah, well, which I, I thought was like really that, interesting, too. I think there's that fear of it. Because we talked about that when we were talking mm-hmm. about um, neo-Nazis mm. in one of our classes in undergrad. How, yeah. like, people are more scared of, like... Because when someone is not, like you said, they they attack people who are of, like, a mixed heritage because Mm -hmm. it's proof that these people can coexist and be happy and successful together. And they're scared of it. You don't have, like, when someone's white or someone's black, like, it's Mm -hmm. easy to separate them into two camps of us and them. But when you see proof that those camps are not the default setting, then you have to accept a whole new kind of mm-hmm. a vein of thought and most yeah. people most neo-nazis racists etc etc yeah, don't want to accept exactly that. they put you know people into boxes mm-hmm. and if they start to blur those boxes it's they hate the people that blur the boxes yeah more. yeah so no, that's that's a good point yeah interesting um 
And for those of y'all who, y'all who don't know the eugenics movement, I don't know why we don't talk more about it. I think it's because it's too recent for a lot of people to talk about. I don't know if it's too recent. My thought has always... Because I've always had that same, like, wonder. Because, like, it was never taught to me in high school yeah, I until I got to college. I think people I don't... I wonder if they have this perception that it's, like, too complicated to understand. I almost think that's it, but I almost think it's kind of like the critical race theory discussion that's going on right now. People yeah. are like... This is different than just saying slavery was bad. With yes. eugenics, you have to get into, like, the medical mm-hmm. justifications and how, like, effed up that was. And I think I think that's part of it, too, is just because it was so, so messed up. Yeah. That they don't want to really talk about it in your... And then you have, like, you forced know. sterilization mm-hmm. and stuff that constitutes, yeah. again, because, again parts that's, of cultural genocide. That's something that other countries do, not America. Well, and the funny thing is, though, that eugenics movement in the 1920s was a worldwide thing. Yeah. And for, I, I just and always like wondered every, why I wasn't taught that. Like, let me tell y'all, if y'all didn't know this, every figure from that time period who was even alive, kind of around then, was a eugenicist. Like, they were into it. Oh. Like, mm-hmm. almost every single one of them, of the big figures back in the day, yeah. well, it's were like, into it. Well, it's like, if you look at anyone in, like, Germany from like their 30s mm-hmm. or 40s they're usually they have some sort of ties to the nazi party whether or not they supported that kind of nazi party or versus the nazi party yeah. that originally just promoted german mm-hmm. like rights you know because yeah. it morphed of yeah. course but yeah because i've seen that argument are... around helen keller like yes. oh well she was super into eugenics i was like yeah, it sucks and it's bad, but, like, everyone was. Uh, so, <laughs> it's hard to pull that apart because yeah. of the people that took it so far as to do medical, like, yes. experiments and stuff yeah. on people, which is not okay. Again, it, it's very similar to people who were alive during slavery. And it's kind of the mm. conversation of to what extent do we impose modern morals. See, I've never conflated those two, actually, because slavery to me is a a dichotomy of yes or no, yeah, right or wrong. And there was no medical, like, the shitty thing about the eugenics movement is that, like, their their science at the time, it was not yeah. right. It is incorrect. It is a pseudoscience uh-huh. we know now. But at the time, they genuinely thought this was, like, an answer to, like, yeah. issues. And for me, like, the only, sla- like, they, were, they tried to justify slavery medically yeah. and religiously, but they couldn't do it on the level that eugenics That's did. fair. That's a good point. Um, but, but I, I, I was just talking about from. like culturally. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. culturally, the people who lived during slavery. Yeah. And culturally, the people who lived during eugenics, when they're hearing from mm-hmm. every side these messages That's of fair. Yeah. this is okay because of these reasons. Yeah. They're getting you bad justification I mean? both sides. Yeah. yeah. And so it's kind of like to what extent do we, can we judge, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, because, you know, slaveholders, bad people, point blank, period, end of the day. Mm-hmm. But it's just an interesting conversation. And, I agree. You know, every yeah. every person who knows or thinks anything about history, like, has had these thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I realize that we've been talking about eugenics. And for those of you who don't know oh, yeah, we should eugenics, because it, it is not commonly taught in yeah. schools anymore, in my opinion, uh, it's basically the idea that humans can improve their genetics by changing how they breed yeah it's like um what's the term selective um yeah selective selective breeding is that the term it's something like that um it's like uh it has to do with like darwinism and yeah um 
And I just got that book that was like how the... Darwinism destroyed the world. Yeah. And oh, it's like, I haven't heard of that book. I got it from Half Price Books, so I'm oh. going to read it. Um, and I, I will really tell you how to it go is. today, but I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I can't spend money. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it it went beyond the eugenics movement went beyond saying like white people should be with white people and people should only be with their races. Mm-hmm. Like it also went on to the whole like people with uh disabilities people with like sometimes people went as far as like bad eyesight like they were really trying to create like superhumans basically Uh like a superior race which if you if you're following the timeline the idea of this superior race is coming in the 1920 well it was around for a while before that but it's really Mm -hmm. heightening in the early 1900s and then guess what happens over the next few decades like yeah well and two even in the 1920s before the nazis right like what is the superior race at that time it's still it's still white people so either way you slice it yeah (laughs) no one was walking out of this (laughs) intact yeah um yeah so basically it's humans attempting Mm -hmm. to like what is the word it's gonna frustrate me i'll think of it later okay well it makes Um, me think of Habsburgs actually because whenever i think about (laughs) eugenics i'm like think just how wrong it gets when you try to play with keeping blood pure like which is a stupid Uh, concept because if you look back in history and demographics the way the world has been spread out and the fact that we all came from africa yeah no one is pure blood. There's no such thing as having pure blood of anything. This I know. Is not Anyone Harry who's Potter, ever guys. taken ancestry or like a DNA test knows that yeah. you're not pure one thing. No. You physically can't. No, Mal. It's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. yeah. So that's our rant for the t- today on eugenics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we've had a capitalism rant, we've had a eugenics rant. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have another capitalism rant later. Oh, that's fine. I'm ready for it. Um, we'll see what other rant. I think we're, we can hit I'll, all the I'll topics. Hit, I'll hit at least two more. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So eugenics at this time period um, also cre- helps spur the creation of the 1924 Racial Integrity Act in Virginia, which is basically how they validated like segregation and stuff like that mm. again. You yeah. Know? So other Supreme Courses had previously established. Oh, the Racial Integrity Act. Yeah. Yeah, eugenics. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Again, um, at the time, there was, you know, your one yeah. superior human, mm-hmm. blonde hair, blue eyes. <laughs> Which I can't, like, uh, okay, I have mm, no more rants on this. No yeah, okay. more rants on eugenics. Focus. Um, I gotta focus. Um, but other Supreme Court cases and the way the law was set up, in theory, kind of gave states the individual right to control the institution of marriage like it was not a federal issue so much as it was a state issue which is why different states had different restrictions in place for their individual territories that makes sense um and they they had issues before like pace versus alabama was an instance where they were also dealing with is it legal to restrict um interracial marriage and they basically decided, no, it's okay, because the punishment for interracial marriage in this case is the same for white and black people. Yeah. So not even, like, a question of, is it okay? What? But, like, it's equal. The punishment for it is equal, so it's okay. Oh, my God. Like, that, really it doesn't dumb. even make sense by modern standards. No. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> that one I just can't even understand. Okay, um, all right, sure. 
okay. <laughs> yeah, but every state pretty much has some sort of law against uh, miscegenation, which is like intermarriage and having yeah. kids and stuff like that. And so even if the Lovings had been able to like be, hey, this isn't a federal issue, it's a state issue. And if it's not a state issue, if our state says it's okay, it's okay. They also had to worry a lot about a like societal context yeah. because like even walking if, on the street yeah your husband jim crow this is lynchings mm-hmm. this is like emmett till yeah. was murdered brutally three years before they originally got married so there's yeah. no way that they weren't thinking oh absolutely in that context okay so i don't which one was what race is that weird i kind of you need to richard know. richard was white I'll, 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 address man, it. Okay. I'll get it in a second. Okay, yeah. okay. The man the was white. White man. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, I think that makes a huge difference, unfortunately. I do too. Yeah. I, I, because you just talked about Emmett Till. Well, and, and you've talked about it before in one of the Jim Crow issues that there's, yeah. and it, they, again, Birth of a Nation really starts mm-hmm. this kick of talking about um, African American men and it, it, as this like aggressor. aggressor who's animalistic and like. It's disgusting. It's this disgusting, yeah. stere- like not even a stereotype. It's this misconstrued portrayal as this a caricature. villainous, yeah, yeah. And um, so Emmett Till, who was a child, he was a mm-hmm. child who a woman claimed that he, I think, whistled at her. I believe is was the charge, or he made a pass at her or something. But I think he was like thirteen or something. He was a child. I, okay, I don't. What I. What I've heard, I don't know the exact story, but what I've heard is that he might have whistled at her, mm-hmm. but she, like, claimed that he did he, like, something did something. To her. And then yeah. her white friends basically, I mean, not basically, they brutally mm-hmm. beat him and murdered him and then dumped him. Like, yeah. and he was a child. And I, there was some speculation, I think, Ugh. about whether or not she made all of it up. All of it up. Yeah, that's what uh, I've um, heard, too. And so, um, like, for... A black man to be with a white woman would, admittedly, you're right, I think would have stirred up more suspicion and vitriol than... Yeah, absolutely it would. So that is yeah. an interesting take. I didn't even think about that while I was doing my research, but mm-hmm. you're probably right. It yeah, probably that's why I was like, have, I don't know if I should ask, but I feel like that's an important... Yeah, no, it's an, an important way to acknowledge because it. Because women are, of all races, are seen as more docile. Uh-huh, it's, they're not threatening mm-hmm. like they are yeah. for... And you, yeah, so that's a really yeah. interesting take. Yeah, keep that in mind as I go through the notes because you'll now that you've said it, you'll probably yeah. view the notes differently. Gotcha. Um, so as I go through the actual stuff, I'm gonna use some years and dates because this is a nine, I think it's almost a decade, like nine years of process, process and yeah. court cases, and a lot happened. So you'll get dates. So Richard Perry is Richard Perry Loving is a white construction worker. Mildred Jeter is of mixed race. She primarily identified as, as indigenous and African-American. Oh. So she wasn't, you know, like, there. I from what I can tell, there was some, there's a book that I was reading an excerpt from about how, like, someone who is all of one thing uh-huh. is treated differently than someone of any mixed heritage. That makes sense. And I, I wondered, too, how that would have affected yeah. How it affected her and okay, I'm really sorry if you said this earlier mm-hmm. and I just totally missed it. So the laws was it just against like white and other or was it against? It was against interracial, like any. any. Okay, yeah. there were different states that were different. Um, that like <sighs> tried to be progressive. Not even tried. They thought <laughs> they were being progressive by being uh-huh. like, I mean, white in this one, like basically the ones that they didn't consider 
that I hate saying this, but like passing. Mm. That they were. That's what they were like. Okay. Close with. enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> so, which is none of this is okay. Um, yeah. But they originally met actually as friends. She was 11 and he was 17. They were like, they grew up as neighbors. They were within mm-hmm. a couple miles of each other. He actually, like less than 50% of the population in the area where he grew up was white. Oh. So like he was very used, like their yeah. whole community was based around uh-huh. not dealing with segregation, like not paying yeah. attention to it and being neighbors in a diverse community where it wasn't uncommon for people to date um each other with outside of those norms and those boundaries mm-hmm. and um they knew each other for a really long time before they started dating and okay, decided good, to get married that would be really oh weird. no no no, no. <laughs> this is not a grooming instance okay good. Is, yeah um richard was actually really close friends with her older brothers they would, would go out like drag racing together <laughs> and like they were on like the team with him yeah, so they were like good for like, them they were like neighbors kind of like how if we grew up and had a crush on the neighbor next door and then like yeah late years later married him you know yeah um but all this is taking place in central point caroline county virginia mm-hmm. um a place well and that's the weird thing about the south is that you would think the south weren't the racist states yeah because well you would expect we that more like people of like not yeah. that there aren't people of color everywhere but like in this time period the there's a huge population population yeah in the south and they're contributing things like culture and everything <laughs> that the white people aren't like yeah bringing well, we themselves. still have that like, problem today don't we yeah it's just really weird to watch that because mm-hmm. i've always wondered about that like you would think that being around bits and pieces of like other cultures would make you more accepting of them yeah but alas it is not it just makes people more defensive because you're scared of losing power to other people and mm-hmm. That's a whole different thing. Was it? It's like the, uh, like, people who are in power perceive, like, other people gaining some as status losing their as own. losing their own. When yeah. When it's, like, not the case. It's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is a huge discussion around, like, misogyny versus, like, mm-hmm. what is it? Uh, misandry. Misandry. Misandry is that house? I've only seen it written. I've actually never heard anyone say it out loud. I feel like I've heard misandry. I, I guess it could be either. I don't it know. But matter. either way, yeah, it's that yeah. similar discussion. So on June 2nd, 1958, the couple goes to Washington, D.C., where it is legal to get married um, for them. They get married and they come back down to Virginia. My stomach's growling and I apologize. Mine is too. That. Um, I don't think either of us have eaten all day. Have you eaten? I can't eat until we finish recording. And that's right. And I haven't eaten. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> don't be like us. Please eat meals. <laughs> yeah, eat, please. Um, So they come back to Virginia after getting married in D.C. So it's legal. They didn't break any rules. Yeah, um, they did. And in fact, they went out of their way to follow the rules. Yeah, when they shouldn't have had to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so July 11th, 1958, the county prosecutors get a legal warrant for the arrest of the couple. The county sheriff, within the next couple of days, decides that he has a kind of he calls it an anonymous tip but he decides that it's fine he breaks in to their house in the middle of the night oh that's awesome barges into the house and apparently accosts them in bed oh my god uh, there are accounts apparently of him saying like why are you in bed with them like yeah whoa um I, think I don't this know. Guy's if, just a pervert. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a dramatized version that I was reading, or if that was 
the actual... I mean, regardless, if he comes into their house in yeah. the middle of the night, mm-hmm. that's not okay to begin with. Right. And yeah. he puts them in jail for it after they've already been married for five weeks. Oh Newlywed couple breaks into their house and arrests them. Jesus. Um, the official cause of arrest was violating Virginia's Racial Integrity Act. Thank you, eugenics. Um, but by October, the couple, the, you know, how the first charge is never actually what they end up charging you with because they have to, like, mm. find some cheap reason. Yeah. It's like when they criminalized drugs instead of making it a public health issue, they would, like, yeah, like arrest you on something else and then mm-hmm. later be like, oh, we found this in your car while we were searching it on yeah. cause of this. Like, Definitely wasn't from my own pocket. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, shouldn't laugh about that, but it's... Yikes. It's a coping mechanism. Uh, that's, um, uh, thank you, Joe Biden, for that one. Don't talk. It to wasn't me just him. I, yeah, but, but it was a lot. It was of a him. lot of people who pretend to be progressive. Yeah. Um. So, un- by October, their charge has been up to a felony under the Jesus guise of the miscegenation law. Oh my god, a felony? Um, yep. Oh my god, they followed the law. Well, and get this: this is very interesting because it now with your comment about how he was white and she was of mm. color he was released after one night in jail with a one thousand dollar bond she oh. was not offered a bond she had to spend three nights in a single cell by herself oh and God, per patriarchy she couldn't you know like walk out of it on her own she had to be released into the custody of her father oh my god yeah so oh my She's married. Like, technically, she should have been released to her husband, even though uh-huh. that's BS to begin with. But, like... But, like, her father? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, that... Ugh. I know. It made me really mad when I read that. I was like, this makes me unreasonably mad right now. So dumb and stupid. It is. Yeah. Um. So, January of 1959, the trial of the Lovings is taking off. The court offers them a deal, basically, that... They would get a one-year prison sentence, but they'll suspend that one-year prison sentence under the agreement that the couple has to plead guilty and they won't come back to Virginia for 25 years. So basically Jeez. they've been banished. The royal Virginia colony came through 100, 200, 400 oh years God. later or whatever. It's just They banished them. Can you imagine? Yeah. And like getting banished. Right? And this... Like, in the past 100 years like what are you talking about i'm not banished yeah (laughs) well and i mean it's a better offer than being a a year in prison yeah because she had a child from her first marriage oh so like she's got a kid you know like she's got things she can't exactly just go to prison yeah she's not like oh hey can you watch my kid for a year yeah um (laughs) so they they take it they plead guilty and they take it and that same month they move to washington to live with mildred's cousin and his family mm-hmm. they themselves start a family and um they end up with three kids and the only way they're allowed to visit their family back in virginia is if they do so separately like they can't come back to the state together what um that's stupid it's really stupid so they have to like take turns basically is what the law oh says God. but they did later i mean they they do go back they had yeah. to be super on the dl they couldn't yeah. be seen in public together mm-hmm. and one of them would basically have to hide the whole time but they yeah. Swung it. Um, but by June 1963, they obviously want to go back to their home state, and this is not a fair ruling. Yeah. Um, and so Mildred writes to the attorney general at the time, hoping that he can legally help them do so. You know who's attorney general at this time? Oh, God. Who? In 63? Oh. oh. Attorney General Robert Kennedy. 
I was gonna say yeah, it's Robbie Robert Kennedy. Who's the Robert? I was gonna, it's got to be a Kennedy, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's so many of them. <laughs> well, and he gets them in contact with the DC branch of the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union. Mm-hmm. And by November of the same year, the ju- judge rules, no, you can't overturn this. They can't come back because he's a racist shit. He says, I, this explanation, this attempt at validation that he has makes me so mad Um, it's what we were talking about when racists try to come up with shit to excuse being racist it just gets crazier and crazier you're yeah anyway there is no excuse but he says that god placed people of colors on different parts of the earth on different continents because he doesn't want them to cross which is literally the opposite of evolution like what were we gonna do never invent boats or cars or planes what are you talking about if you, if, okay, white man, if you I never know. wanted them to cross, then your ancestors should not have come to America. Like, you, what are you talking you about? You would not exist. Oh my God. If people didn't leave their continents, boy. Dumb, dumb. Literally. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Yeah. So March 7th, 1966, the Virginia Supreme Court says that the court shouldn't have made them leave the state, but they don't really stop them from banning interracial marriage. Like. <laughs> which is not no, helpful in I the long run. I you shouldn't have done that. But, like, whatever. But, okay, you did it. That's why you did it, fine. so whatevs. I'm not going to say anything about whether you should keep doing it or not, but, like, whatever, you did, so. Yeah. No, it's done now. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Um, 1967, this thing is in full swing. Supreme Court is hearing arguments on their behalf from really prominent people like the ACLU, NAACP, even groups that weren't focused on indigenous or african-american rights even a couple like catholic bishops were speaking out and we know that well i'm gonna get a lot of hate for saying this the cat like certain sects of catholicism are not exactly progressive what like no i just still think about the birth control thing you don't say i don't offend anyone but we know it is true And I'm. If you're Catholic and you don't know the Catholics aren't progressive. Well, I I say this as a girl who was raised LCMS Lutheran. So like, yeah. Um, Listen, we're not attacking the individuals. We're attacking the 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 church. (laughs) I'll I'll start a fight with the Catholic Church. Hello, Martin Luther. It's nice to see you in the flesh, sitting across from me. (laughs) Turns out I'm the reincarnation of Martin Luther, and not the very German. Not a very German Lutheran. girl across from you. <laughs> girl whose father looks like Martin Luther. Does. <laughs> it's me. Honestly, Martin Luther, probably an ENTP. He seems like the type. Yeah. <laughs> See it? He seems like the Socrates type. The Socrates Machiavellian, like. Me. Yeah. I'm the third most important of those people. You are. <laughs> Was Freud also one of them? No. No. Thank God. I don't know what he Actually, I'm, I'm really gonna look scared it up. now that Freud okay, is. Okay, continue. I'm going <laughs> to... Okay. What? <laughs> so, June 12, 1967, they finally reach a unanimous ruling that Virginia's uh, miscegenation law is unconstitutional... Un- uh, I can't speak. Yeah. INFP. Okay. You're an ENFP. I'm an ENFJ. Yeah. ENFJ? Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Oh, never mind. I was going to say, you're only one letter off, so don't say anything, Catherine. I too. Yeah. No, I'm the same as MLK and Obama. No, I don't know what their personality is. No, that's that's my personality. Yeah. 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 No. yeah. yeah Cats give us only those, like, nice world leaders. <laughs> I, I think Oprah's the same as Fucking Socrates. 
Honestly, not mad about it. Featherless <laughs> biped, it's okay. Um, Featherless biped. That's her. Yeah, I know. I know that's it's Diogenes. Yeah, Diogenes. I yeah, gotta do it's him not too. Socrates, but I, ooh, I, that's I just, kind of freaky. <laughs> I gotta do him. <laughs> I would not do him. He lived on the street. Who's notoriously <laughs> just like smelly, like notoriously dirty. <laughs> like everyone knew it, even it's for fine. ancient Greece. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Anyway, um, so yeah, <laughs> sorry. June twelfth, nineteen sixty-seven. They reach the Supreme Court reaches a unanimous ruling that Virginia's miscegenation law is unconstitutional based on the Fourteenth Amendment that promises all citizens have due process and equal protection under the law. So nice. they got there in a way that you don't quite expect. No one came out and said, hey, this is just racist and we should stop. They had to, like, validate it. Yeah. But, um, well, you know, it's the courts. So yeah, they have to have some It sort has of, to have. It, you can't just do it out of a kind yeah, of It has to have, like, sense. a legal precedent yeah. backing. It's um, dumb. Yeah. But in a time when there is a lot of Jim Crow stuff still going on and civil rights movements really kicking off, like, I mean, this is a huge step in the right direction. A yeah. lot of arguments that finally won this case were discussed throughout the next few years discrediting jim crow laws Mm. um because i mean i mean if you refer to the 14th amendment for that yeah and then then suddenly it applies to segregation it applies to everything yeah Yeah. um and other laws are still in place like in this time period most legal stuff has some sort of really old white guy writing it you know like all of our laws were just like old white like (laughs) i just imagine like the supreme court like back in the day well and now too honestly just being like (laughs) old crypt keepers like (laughs) that's like my permanent image even though i know some of them are like very young i mean relatively young i'm just like all these like shriveled up like old like that like don't come out of like Mm -hmm. the the archives (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) they're just like in stacks of paper it's all dusty that's like my permanent image of what the supreme court and does that is, i feel like that's fair um <laughs> even but, though i've like been to washington and see the building it's like very pretty from the outside yeah it is i'm like wow this is nice yeah <laughs> just imagine them like all shriveled up back there like <laughs> I mean, just like pouring over the, yeah except for rbg who is the reading the constitution over and over again <laughs> yeah none of this it applies to rbg because well, she is yeah. our savior um she has saved us from so much that woman r.i.p yeah. Rest in peace. Good for her. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't but, want to talk about that anymore. Um, <laughs> and it's going to make me sad. Big sad. Um, I don't want to think about all the other justices who have come into power now. I don't want to think about it. Especially nope. ones that don't get drunk and sexually assault women. Um, I don't want to think about it. Anyway, I don't want to think about it. Yeah. So we can trace a lot of the laws, you know, back to like straight up white supremacy and racism. And yeah. so I think as like a, in a modern context, it's really interesting to be looking at this because now mm-hmm. there's a discussion about systemic racism and how we don't have laws saying that people can't get married, but like yeah. the systemic issues and like mm-hmm. divides that still exist because of these laws have, that yeah. have never been addressed. Like yeah. it's an issue. Well, people think that, oh, well, like we've talked about before, Segregation was bad, but then we fixed it, mm-hmm. and now we're not racist anymore. Or we ended slavery. Mm-hmm. We threw them out with nothing to help, but like yeah, we ended slavery, which was bad, and then we segregated people, and now which was we're bad. and then we have a white savior complex. But now about it. we fixed everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And racism is over. And 
a lot of i i've genuinely heard someone use the narrative that white people let them like they took the white savior complex to a whole new level and they're like we gave them their rights and i was like no 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 you didn't they give fought them anything. for it they, freaking tooth and nail yeah people died for it yeah Are you kidding i mm. anyway uh, that's a discussion for our actual episode on jim crow laws which we need to do eventually but i just know it's going to be such an intense episode i know I, yeah there's so many things that we'll we'll get to eventually yeah we just i think both of us are kind of scared of doing like big historic topics right well i mean if we talk so, like uh, if we talk about like a war or something it's gonna be like a three-part episode yeah like literally world war ii a month at least yeah yeah <laughs> y'all are gonna be sick of us yeah be like oh my fucking god i'm gonna care about it's like hitler anymore <laughs> we know he was bad <laughs> we get it yeah um so the legacy of the case like I said, it goes on to help with a lot of other arguments in civil court and um, segregation issues. The criminal charges for the Lovings were dropped, but after the Supreme Court decision, 16 other states had to remove their racially ridiculous laws since the Supreme Court deemed it unconstitutional to ban interracial marriages. Good. Um, yeah. So, again, it's one of the early publicized cases in the civil rights. Well, not early, but it's like going it starts early like people have been paying attention to this through the civil rights Mm -hmm. movement so it's a huge success for a lot of people it's a huge victory i mean after a decade of fighting it of course it is yeah um and for the lovings themselves during the part of their during part of the legal proceedings the lovings had been in and out of virginia like kind of like sneaking in to see their family like all that stuff Mm -hmm. but eventually um they do find a farm back home in Virginia that they are able to kind of sneak around in and go undercover there for a few years. How and cute. A it, farm. I know, right? With their family. I know. That's and cute. after it's all over and they're free to live in their own town of Central Point with the children, they all go back. Oh, um, good. And unfortunately, it's only nine years after the Supreme Court decision that a drunk driver hits oh. their car. Um, Richard dies. Uh, Mildred did survive. Oh my god. She never got remarried. Um, she died in 2008. Oh wow. She was, it was not that long ago, but that's only eight years of getting to live in that freedom. Like, yeah. yeah. So, oh my god. That's rough. Yeah. Um, but like the last miscegenation law was actually in Alabama. Mm -hmm. It was not eradicated. You want to guess? When it was eradicated? Like 2013 or something. Stupid close. A little before that. It's 2000. Oh my god. Which I'm really hoping, I'm assuming it was an oversight that they just literally I, yeah, forgot to I'm, take it out of their bylaws I'm, or something. Because like people who were by... But they were getting races, married. They were getting yeah. married. Like they were... Yeah. yeah. So it's obviously not something they were enforcing Just like they probably like didn't like... For, hopefully they at least didn't formally take it off the books. Yeah. I really I, hope that was the case. I, yeah. Um, whether it was a technical oversight or what that was really shitty of them nonetheless yeah. um Ooh. and this court case uh also led to questions about gay marriage and eventually helped lead the Oberg- uh, obergfell and hodges decision that ended up legalizing gay marriage mm-hmm. in the u.s nice. and when mildred was actually asked about her opinion on gay marriage in 2007 the year before she died she explained that and this woman was like very religious so she was I don't know if she was morally, personally in favor of gay marriage or what, but she said, quote, 
I believe all Americans, no matter their race, no matter their sex, no matter their sexual orientation, should have that same freedom to marry. Government has no business imposing some people's religious beliefs over others, especially if it denies people's civil rights. Amen. End quote. And Good I for think, her. I think that's the discussion, too, surrounding yeah. things like abortion right now. It's like, your religion says you can't, but my religion doesn't say the same thing. Yeah. And if your religion says you can't, just you don't. Just don't. You can't force other people yeah. to follow your religion. That was really interesting, Kat. Also, I would really like to say that it's really cute that their last name is Loving. I, the, and they didn't even, like, change their name. Like, it was originally know. Loving. Yeah. Like, the that's fact so that cute. It's just so perfect and coincidental and amazing. Yeah. I love well, it. I'm sorry that they had to deal with that, but I'm glad that, you know, thing change yeah. happened because of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was really good. Thank you. I am so ready to hear about yours. Are we ready to hear about mine? Yes. All right. So today, I'm talking about something very different. Where did my Google Doc go? There it is. <laughs> Excuse me while I situate myself. Okay, so today we're talking about the history of space exploration. Whoop, whoop. That's which a big is one. a little bit different than what Kat's talking about. Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um... Okay, so because obviously this is a huge topic and I can't talk about every specific mm-hmm. mention and, and like mission and everything, this is going to be much more of like a timeline overview, but this has always been something that I've been interested in and it's always been a little confusing to me just keeping track of yeah. like what order things happened in, when things happened, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I've always been into space since I was like 10 years old, so this is something... And being from Houston, like NASA and everything. Yeah. Something close to home. And so I was like, it's a bit of fun. And the anniversary for Apollo 11 is coming up on the 20th. So the first moon landing. Oh, wow. Um, so I thought it was a perfect time to do something like this. So since uh, the earliest I saw in articles uh, was the 9th century. But since the 9th century, we have history records indicating that humans have attempted to pursue flight um what they were doing about it in the 19th or in the 9th century i was about to ask how uh, i don't know the like first record was like king something something of something i forget now but it was like dies trying to fly it's a built flying machine yeah that checks out (laughs) it makes me think of icarus wings yeah like thinking that like humans can be birds we just don't have the muscle in Uh our arms to do it yeah um so, obviously, in the century since then, there have been a pretty... There's been a few notable instances of people, like, attempting to mm-hmm. figure out how to fly. Most notably being the Leonardo da Vinci drawings. I almost mm-hmm. said DiCaprio. I almost did I've it. done that so many times. I literally wrote this in my notes and was like, you can't say DiCaprio. <laughs> and then as I read it, I was almost... Leonardo da Vinci and his drawing of his flying machines that we still have. And wasn't it until, like the 1800s that they had any success with it with the invention of the hot air balloon um, oh yeah which was the first time that humans technically flew mm-hmm. and apparently they did tests where they sent it was like a pig a duck and like a third animal so like land animals yeah up into a hot air balloon to see if they would survive which is like laughable now because like what was like, gonna happen what's to gonna happen to they're like 20 duck. feet off the ground when he's talking about <laughs> And oh, my favorite part of that story was that apparently the duck was there as a control because <laughs> he couldn't could fly. fly. 
this little like, duck and pig <laughs> and like a goat or something in a little basket, just like pecking at each other, trying Flying to like... around. They're like, and then, what? They're like looking they at each other, like, what the hell are we doing here? They probably had to just like tie the duck down so it would fly away. Oh my god! But then how is it? Whatever. It was funny. So. <laughs> Beside that, as we know, it was not until the 20th century that humans actually achieved flight, when on December 17th, 1903, the Wright brothers successfully achieved four different powered flights. To think they could have just stuck around with their bike shop their whole lives. I know. And they decided to go for it. I share a birthday with one of them. Really? And then Kanye West. <laughs> Man, you got two. Socrates in your corner, you got Kanye West. and One of the Wright brothers. One of the Wright brothers. I, so far, the Wright brothers are the most redeeming part of that. So far, I think that I could take on the world. <laughs> you are correct. Um, so after the invention of, or the first successful flight, flying and aviation technology advanced, like, really surprisingly fast. Um, and by 1914, there was actually the first commercial passenger flight. And uh, it only lasts four months, but it was offered in 1914. Whoa. Yeah. Um, and that's commercial. So they were flying people around. Um, doesn't last long. They were like, we can't do this. We're not ready for this. <laughs> not prepared. Um, so, and then in the 20s, it becomes common for mail to be transported by plane. So we're getting pretty comfortable with flying. Mm-hmm. We can fly around. And correct me if I'm wrong, Kat, but we did have some planes in World War One, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I thought. It wasn't like as big as World War II, but there were they yeah, were around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, it was. It's like the the Red Baron that you talk about, like the sing, the kind of more like single plane. Yeah. Okay. Single passenger that makes planes. Sense. And stuff. Yeah. Uh, so commercial. They were not good. I'm just gonna clear that up now. Like this is not yeah. good planes. Yeah. But like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were there. Yeah. They, they were existed. Pressing. Yeah. There were propellers and wings. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Commercial passenger flights became available pretty soon after um, mail became commonly transported in the 20s. And by the 40s, planes were being used by military companies and all of the other stuff. They were basically pretty pretty mm-hmm. well situated in the world. So, and that's where our story begins. The 40s. What's happening in the 40s? Of course, World War One. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's okay. God. She caught it before she... We've all of done it. Of course, World War II. There we go. <laughs> so by World War II, they were pretty essential to the war efforts, which leads, uh, you know, every government who's participating in the war to mm-hmm. be like, we need to increase our flight technology. And so I think it was actually Hitler who was like the first one to be like, hmm, to like look at space and be like, I could launch rockets from up there <laughs> and rain fire down on my enemies. <laughs> Your Hitler impersonation is very interesting, Kaylee. I'm not going for a full-on impersonation. Well, the way you were looking up at the sky was very... I mean, I you know, I'm doing a bit. Yeah. But it doesn't really translate to an audio medium. That's fair. This is my acknowledging, <laughs> since you can't Thank see you. it. Kaylee has a very wistful look in her eye. I just I just imagine him like looking at the sky one night and being like, I want to shoot f- missiles from there. You know what? <laughs> because he was a war monger, and you know what? There are people in America who are probably also like, I also want to shoot missiles from up there. Yes. I think everyone kind of just wanted the ultimate military power at this point. <laughs> Absolutely, they did. So this leads to the United States government to really focus on flight and developing flight technology and stuff like that. And so they dumped a lot of funding into it. 
with this new flight technology comes one of the most revolutionary pieces of aviation and then eventually space travel, which is jet propulsion. So before this, you know, you had your old propeller, airplanes, stuff like that, the biplanes, all that kind of stuff. But jet propulsion allows for, it's like the takeoff. It's what's pushing behind. So instead of have, using a dinky little propeller, they can really get some power into these airplanes. Mm-hmm. Um, and as when they figure that out, then they're like, oh, we have to focus on this. And so basically all research being done on flight technology transitions into focusing on jet propulsion technology because that is what makes planes able to be bigger yeah and faster and fly longer Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff um so this is really revolutionary and it comes out of this kind of emphasis on aviation technology in or uh, during and after world war ii so um New advances in this technology allows for the first sounding rocket, which is an unmanned research vessel, basically to be launched up to the basically the very edge of the atmosphere. Mm. From what I see in my notes, it's like, um, and this is where we kind of first started tiptoeing into space. Yeah, we're getting there, but like high altitude flight, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, and there's like this formal boundary of space and atmosphere, and I think it's at 62 miles up. Um, which doesn't seem like a lot, mm. but like but when you're thinking yeah. when you have to like launch from the ground, it's a lot. Yeah. That, and you're fighting gravity and all of that stuff. It's a yeah. lot. <coughs> so this, uh, research missile is part of the corporal program, which is a research mission focusing on developing long range military ballistic missiles. So hmm. they're like, we're going to see how far we can get this stuff to go. And they sent it all the way to like. They didn't technically make it into space, but they were like, right, you know, very, very high atmosphere. Uh, So that was in 1946. Also in 1946, we get the first pictures of the edge of the earth ever taken. Um, And these were taken by the USA, but using Germany's own version of these sounding rockets. I didn't realize we had pictures that early. mm -hmm, Which were called the V2 rockets. Um, And these V2 rockets, just like America was doing, they were developed by Germany um, to... (coughs) to uh develop that long-range military ballistic technology missile stuff they wanted those long-range missiles and that was part of their technology so america had the corporal program and germany had these v2 rockets which america i think just kind of ended up using because they were probably better designed (laughs) i found found the picture yeah it's pretty crazy kind of cool yeah i think that like I know, that's the first time they'd seen the edge of the earth. That's that's what kills me about, like, the decades we're in right I now. Know. Because everyone there's talks so about how, firsts. like, there's so much um, change. And I'm like, this is unprecedented, probably on par with it. Like, this is more than the industrial revolution to me. Mm-hmm. Because, the like, now that we have the capacity for sharing across the internet yeah. and the way that technology and the formation of IA or AI... Yeah, and the that, way like, we are exponentially yeah. increasing. Exactly, and the way that people have been able to collaborate, yeah, in ways that they've never even had access to before. Like, like we it's... went from this picture to like, yeah, and that was in forty six to civilians getting on Elon mm-hmm. Musk. No, is it Musk or is it Bezos that are sh- sending up a? It's probably Musk. Okay, Bezos just wants to go himself. He's hmm. like, I don't care about y'all, dirty pores. <laughs> Which is every which is every other person in the world. (laughs) Literally. Um, so three years wait, whoa, wrong. The next year, 
1947, pilot Charles Yeager becomes the first man to fly faster than the speed of sound. And so that is really, that really shows how far this jet propulsion technology has come because that is like basically unheard of with propeller powered planes. Um, wow. Propeller powered planes. That was a tongue twister. That was good. You nailed it. Though. I nailed it. Um, basically unheard of. So this jet propulsion is like allowing people to do things that have never done before, like go faster than the speed of sound. Yeah. Um, which is insane. And also insane that in the same year, 1947, we have the first animals that are sent up into that upper atmosphere on these V2 rockets. Um, and the first, first official species up on these flights was fruit flies. Um, oh, really? But as they survived, they made it down safely. Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. Go fruit flies. I know. But they, to be fair, like, if they fell from the rocket, unless they're, like, in a little container. That's true. They could just fly away. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. They also sent mice and other rodents um, and cats and dogs and even monkeys. And one of these animals on this, these kind of missions, I guess you can call them, but these very early preliminary missions was a monkey by the name of Albert II. And he became the first official animal in space. And what they would do is they would take these V2 rockets, launch them into like the very upper atmosphere. And then off of that, they would launch a weather balloon with like whatever animal they were sending up. No. And a lot of these animals apparently actually survived. Oh, okay. But Albert II unfortunately did not. Um, when now his I'm looking up Albert II. When his parachute malfunctions on landing. <gasps> oh, so, so he made it back. He was so close. Yeah. Um, poor guy. But he earned a name in history. He was the first animal that carried him over. He was the first animal that was over that space atmosphere separation boundary talking albert the second and it gave me the prince monaco <laughs> and the albert second yeah Belgium. i think it's it might be albert two because there wasn't albert one but his I like his rocket malfunctioned so they didn't send him up they had to send albert two up um he's so cute what did he do to deserve that i know and this is where I talk about it, but a lot of monkeys have been sent into space by the USA and other countries, specifically in the decades of the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And they were used to monitor vital signs and test to see if humans could survive the conditions. Unfortunately, this career path for monkeys had a pretty high mortality rate. Um, and animal testing is bad and we shouldn't do it. Stop killing monkeys. <laughs> um so yeah, sad guy. Uh, unfortunately, it does get well, it gets a little better and then it gets worse. <laughs> this is what I had a breakdown over earlier. So I just scrolled past what your breakdown was about. <laughs> this makes me so sad. So July twenty second, nineteen fifty one. So forty nine. Albert goes to space, but he's not. He's just kind of technically in space. Yeah. He wasn't. You know, they didn't really attend on mm-hmm. sending him to space. I think he just ended up there. <sighs> So, July 22nd, 1951, the USSR, so Soviet Russia, launches their R-1 rockets. And on board were the dogs Saigon and Dysik. And these were the first dogs intentionally sent into space. So, the first animals intentionally sent into space. They were not in orbit, but they were mm-hmm. in space. So, they weren't far enough out to where they were orbiting around the planet, but they were past that formal boundary. Gotcha. Um... 
and they were also the first higher functioning organisms so not like flies <laughs> yeah to be recovered from space flight hmm. so they survived they made it back down safely and they had a great time so i was really happy for zygon and dizik okay yeah so um side note in 1957 the soviets are the ones that um intercontinental de- intercontinental ballistic missile that everyone wanted to with like the v2 rockets and everything they were the first to actually develop that technology okay. so they now have the capability to launch missiles intercontinentally which we do not like no especially because i should have said this at the beginning but all of this is happening cold war you yeah. know like consider which is why this is such a big deal because it literally is it's a proxy war for the cold war yeah yeah in the same way that vietnam and korea and yeah. all that stuff was too and here's where shit really hits the fan because in 1957 too, Sputnik 1 is launched on October 4th. Mm-hmm. And Sputnik, Sputnik freaks the world out. And if, you know, like the way how they say, like with the American Revolution, the bullet heard around the world? Yeah. Like if there could be like <laughs> a rocket launch heard around the world, mm-hmm. this would be the one because it freaked everyone out. Um, and it, honestly, it was just a satellite, like, it was just there to, like, yeah. collect data, and it was only out there for three weeks before its battery died, and then it, oh, wow. yeah, and it came back into the atmosphere and, like, disintegrated on impact, so, like, it wasn't a threat, but people in America were like, oh, my God. Yeah. The Russians are spying on us. Yeah. They're over our house right now, and it freaked people out. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Because, one, that's the first thing that anything like that has ever been, and right. so to people living at the time they're like i don't know what technology that is and they it could have truly been that they were looking in their houses and yeah spying on them and the fact that it's the cold war and it was russia just made it so much yeah. worse you know um, the cold war really made everything worse yeah so and you know scientists researchers in america will say like they didn't think that technology was possible even people that worked mm-hmm. on this russia was so far ahead that even rocket scientists in america were like whoa that's crazy uh, oh we yeah have a problem yeah so yeah this is the first official like this is the kickstart of the space race this is when america really jumps in the game and is like okay russia you were not going to be the one who controls yeah. space we want a slice of that action too so president dwight d eisenhower launches a counter space program called project mercury mercury in response to this and NASA, the National Aeronautics Space Administration, was formed in 1958 and was the product of this Project Mercury. However, like, yeah, it, like, did some work, but it wasn't until JFK in 61 yeah. that we really had that big push in America. <sighs> and now we get to this F part. So, no. also in 1957, Laika, a stray dog from the streets of Moscow, became... One of the most famous dogs in history when on November 3rd, she became the first animal to orbit the earth. Mm. Unfortunately, she would die from oh. overheating in her fourth orbit around the earth. Her remains would circle the earth for another few thousand orbits and then fall back to earth and disintegrate on impact in 1958. And the really sad reality is that researchers and the scientists working on that project likely knew that she would never make it. 
And as far as what I've seen, there was never really a plan to even bring her back down if she well, did I mean, survive. If you think about, like, the re-entry and they talk about how you just burn up so fast on re-entry if yeah. you don't hit it at that perfect angle and everything. It's like, I doubt they had that technology yeah. to really, like, achieve no, that and, angle. and Yeah, and that's... One of the scientists said, like, we didn't even have cooling technology for out in orbit yeah. developed yet. We just did it because we, we could. We needed... Well, and I'm sure they were feeling the pressure. Like, we have to, like... We have to get all this going. Um, sorry, oh. no, sorry, we had to turn the lights on. Sure it was <laughs> dark on. in yeah. here. <laughs> um, they're probably like, we have to get this going before America catches up on our technology. Yeah. Like, no, literally. Um, yeah, and I just, I, this makes me so sad because this dog was like a stray. I'm and she looking just. Looking it up again. <laughs> I don't need to be looking it up again, but I'm going uh, to. I, just the thought of her like out there and like not knowing what's happening. They made her a little window and she's, and she's so just like looking too. around. Oh, it makes me so emotional. It's got the oh. little ears that stick up. Oh, it makes me really sad. So I cried about that for a little bit earlier. <laughs> it just, uh, it makes me so sad. I don't know why. It just out her like being like, what's happening to me? And like seeing, Stop. And, like, seeing no. space in the world and like, uh, she died the most famous dog ever and that's true and in seeing the most beautiful sight ever that's true and i think that when i do adopt a dog and i'm gonna name her like a because that's a really cute name it is really her. cute i'm gonna keep looking at photos while you talk because she's, she's really, really cute. cute anyway um so that is the first time that a living organism has been successfully launched into orbit and though she did not survive like i said it wasn't really ever in the plans for her to survive um which is sucks to say but it doesn't mean that you know she didn't survive for lack of trying because i didn't try but um now we have proved that a living organism can live in space at least for a little bit um and thank you like i hope you're out there having a great time in space so she looks like she was happy yeah well, and the pictures they took of her on Earth. <laughs> I know, I know. So, back to the back to America, back to where I'm not emotional over a dog. Um, the Amer- America being thoroughly freaked out about being outdone by the Soviet Russia by the USSR finally gets back into the game. So, if you've kept track, all of these achievements have been Russia, 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 Russia. Yeah. For, like, a few years now. So, finally, in 59, uh, they take... They have the first official photograph taken of Earth from orbit in 59. And this was accomplished with the Explorer 6 satellite, one of America's first satellites in orbit. So, good for them, I guess. Uh, But, despite America's best efforts, Russia was just miles ahead at this point. Um, And... This is something that they proved to the world when in 1961, they sent the first man into space, into orbit. So this is part of the Vostok program. And this Vostok program was Russia's very first manned mission in history. And there are several missions that go out as part of this program. Imagine going into that being like, yes, I will be the man to do this when everything else is like, I know. So great. I know. Um, So on board of the spaceship, was a man by the name of Yuri Gagarin, Gagarin, and on April 12th, he became the first human in space, period. Not only in that, like, oh, technically in space range, he orbits 
He orbits the Earth. So he's pretty in space. He's in like the very, very, very lowest ring of orbit. Mm -hmm. But he has crossed that, oh, I guess you're technically in space to like, like, no, you're you're in in space. space. Yeah. Um, So he goes out to this lowest ring of orbit, orbits the Earth one time, uh, re-enters the atmosphere, and then around 23,000 feet of elevation uh, ejects from his rocket and parachutes to the ground and lands safely. The whole mission crazy to me. I know. I know. The fact that they got from like Yeah. What? (laughs) Like what? I I don't understand, but okay. Um guess how long that whole process took? To orbit the entire Earth. Oh, this is gonna sound stupid when I don't know the answer. A day? No. An hour and forty five minutes. Oh, I was way off. Wait, seriously? It took him an hour and forty five minutes to get up to orbit go around once and come back down. That doesn't feel right. That's not correct, I right? I can't imagine also being the first person to do that. And they're like, okay, you're going to be up for an hour and you're going to circumnavigate the entire globe. And they'll, and Could you imagine being like, down, oh, there's like, America. Like, what oh, are you talking America? about? Well, and like, when like, all you know is like days and days of train rides to get places yeah. or plane rides. I, I know they don't even, yeah. But like, but like even plane rides at this point are like not, I mean, it's 61. I have to stop looking at this dog. Okay. <laughs> it's really sad. I'm going to name my dog like it. She's going to be really cute. Anyway, um, yeah. Insane, right? Two hours. That's crazy. And I know, like, orbit is really fast. That's why you have stuff, like, crashing into everything, like, up there. But, but like, still, still two hours insane. to go around the whole world. Anyway, so this is a quote from Gagarin. And right before he leaves, he says, Dear friends, you who are close to me and you who, who I do not know, fellow Russians and people of all countries and all continents, in a few minutes, a powerful space vehicle will carry me into the distant realm of space. What can I tell you in these last minutes before the launch? My whole life appears to me as one beautiful moment. All that I previously lived through and did was lived through and done for the sake of this moment. That's so, so he, poetic. That's so poetic. And he's say, like, no, really I like, no, die. he's like, I might die, but it's worth it. And I think that's really good to keep in mind when you talk about all of these first people in spaces. Yeah. I might die, but it's worth it. The risk is yeah. in, like uncomprehensible. Yeah. And I just... I don't know. Like I said, like, I always liked space growing up. And so, like, it's really... uh, Even though I do think that, like, the whole space race was just, like... It it totally was. It was a giant, like, pissing contest between America and the Soviets. But, like, it was still cool that they got up there. Are you kidding? Like... If we're gonna, like, lay it out and measure, at least we did it by getting to space. Yeah. So, speaking of that pissing contest... Um, this is when things, you know, she really hits the fan for America. They're like, okay, we got to buckle down. We got to be serious about this space race. Yeah. Yeah. We can't let the Russians beat us. We're the best, right? We're America. So JFK, who was president at the time in 61, formally congratulates the USSR for this accomplishment, but he does admit that it would be likely years before the US would be able to accomplish the same thing. Ha ha. So in light of that, in... Just over a month, on May 25th, 1961, and the Vostok flight was in on April 12th. So just over a month, President um, JFK uh, delivers his infamous speech where he asks Congress for billions oh, of dollars yeah. 
to pursue landing a man on the moon. And he did this to, for several reasons. It was, yes, to secure America's place in the world and maintain that position as like the best or whatever. Mm -hmm. But also because like the citizens were kind of freaked out. They were like, um, (laughs) they have things in space. There's like Russians in space. This is kind of scary. Who knows where else the Russians are? Maybe they're in the ocean. Oh, no. Ah! Submarine. So, on May 25th, 1961, Kennedy Kennedy delivers his famous speech announcing America's intentions to send a man to the moon, specifically before the end of the decade. Remember, this was not about getting a man in space. It was about besting the Russians. Yeah. We had to do better than them, which is why he picks the moon. Which is funny when people talk about, like, oh, America got people on the moon first. And I'm like, yeah, but Russia's got them into space first, which I kind of yeah. think is the real feat, honestly. Like, no, and it was both because... both real feats, but, like, yeah, when for people real. act like America is, like, the almighty did it first. I'm like, they did everything else first except I know. for the moon landing. It, it, well, later, literally, because, like, I think the Russians were more concerned about just exploring space, but America had such a focus on the moon. Yeah. And so the Russians were like we don't need to send people to the like, moon. Like, why are you going to send someone to that rock? What's yeah, we, like, we don't need to. We're just hanging out here. We just want to know what's up there. Yeah. You know? um, so, of course, it was all, like, military technology, too, which is, like, bleh, both of them yeah. liked military technology. But, like, the moon thing was just, like, because it was the closest and because they had to, like, do something that looked better than mm-hmm. what the Russians had done. So, suddenly, NASA got this, like, insane amount of funding and they put it to work. And within a year... After Kennedy's announcement, the first America, John Glenn Jr., does orbit space. Um, and that is 1962. A fast That's a fast turnaround. Um, and this flight, of course, has to be higher up in orbit and longer than the Soviet mission. I think it's like four hours total. Hmm. Um, by May of 1963, there are three more manned um, space orbits that have occurred. Each one farther up and longer than the last. Okay. Um, and then in the same year, NASA then launched Project Gemini, which is a research project, which is kind of the precursor to the Apollo project. Yeah. So that's like their kind of data collection and research phase where they sent like satellites and um, did all this research and like, can we get people up there? What mm-hmm. can we do? And they also send like satellites to orbit the moon and all of that kind of stuff. So this is really their gathering data, all this stuff. And then uh, Soviet Russia gets another first in when in 1963, they send the first woman into space. Um, yeah. <laughs> so on June 16th, Valentina Tereshkova was sent on the Vostok 6 rocket into orbit. And remember those Vostoks were entirely manned missions. Um, and then it was kind of like, you know, people were working on stuff for a couple of years. But no big advancements were made until 1966, so three years later. The USSR sends the first satellite to orbit the moon, and this is the Luna 10 satellite. satellite. And I I think this is very interesting because I think they only did that because they're like, oh, America's trying to get to the moon. Yeah. We'll send a satellite out there. We'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll amp we'll just tell them. We'll just let them know that we can get there first. Also, I would like to acknowledge that we went from – Worried that women couldn't get on trains because their uteruses might be damaged by the speed of it, <laughs> to sending a woman into space within like a hundred, like a hundred years that's, or so. That's for the better of humanity. <laughs> I, I just like, 
Like, All that crazy shit that they used to believe about women. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, they about? would do anything to get women oh to oppress God. women. <laughs> I know. Well, I was, like, when I was looking up, like, you know, to give, like, a brief history on the history of flight to begin with, mm-hmm. I was like, there was a lot of really early women pilots. Yeah. Well, and I'm and like, I've talked that's kind of awesome. I don't know why, but I've talked about, like, Bessie Coleman and I've talked about a bunch of, like, pilots. I mean, they're like, awesome pilots. ladies, so, yeah. like, I, I get it. But I was like, good for them. And that's Amelia impressive. Earhart's on my list. And Ugh, I was like, I got to do something other than pilots for a while because just, <laughs> i just have so many planes that i've talked about and i don't you know get why. like one pilot every six months every Kat. <laughs> cat's not limited our next emergency episode i'm talking about pilots again so <laughs> nice yeah okay <laughs> but i'm looking forward to it because i don't know the emergency episodes are fun the last one we recorded was good it was a good one i, I like feel that. good about it yeah. i can't wait till y'all hear it anyway um so on December 21st, 1968, uh, so again, a couple years later, you know, we're still kind of working things and 1968, we finally are sending men to the moon, kind of. So December 21st, they send the first manned mission to orbit the moon. So if we track this, America announces we're going to the moon. Russia's like, okay, send a satellite out there. <laughs> America's like, oh shit, they sent a satellite out there. What can we do that's better? Oh, I know. We'll send a bunch of dudes to the moon to orbit it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you're just in a satellite? We sent humans. Wow. What can I say? Smirks. What can I say? We're just better than you. Tucks hair behind <laughs> the ear. Smirks. Oh, my God. Um, I just think it's really funny watching this back and forth. It's oh, so it's hilarious. It's literally a piss And I'm sure test. if you get, like, into, like, the nitty-gritty details of it, you will see, like, almost probably, like, oh, monthly, sure, like, like, back and forth, The back drama and, forth. and the tea was yeah. probably in- in- oh, incredible. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> which is so funny because it's like, you know, it's like rocket scientists, like a bunch of nerds. Like they're like, <laughs> but you know, there's probably like impressive. spies and stuff. It was probably so dramatic. I know. <laughs> uh, it was during the Cold War, so they're probably like the nation's secrets. Yeah, secrets are hidden like, here. The future of America depends on our success. <laughs> we like, must get it to rotate around the moon. <laughs> so this mission to um, orbit the moon again. So this is an Apollo mission. So those moon specific min- mission. Um, it takes a total of six days to complete the full trip. The rocket launched from Earth, orbited the moon once, and returned safely back to the moon. And this is back when they had to like you know launch off the little pod and like Manually, land in yeah. the ocean or whatever mm-hmm. tom hanks style <laughs> yeah and then be retrieved so after that here's the big one july 16th 1969 the apollo 11 mission is launched yes this is the mission that on july 20th would put commander neil armstrong and pilot buzz aldrin on the moon and be the first official man men on the moon you know you have your big this is one, one small, small step, step for man, man one, one giant, giant leap, leap for mankind. mankind. Ha! <laughs> um, wow, the fact that we know that by heart, and I still can't list, like, all the amendments <laughs> of the Constitution. Are you fucking... That's so much harder to do than, like, a two-line quote. Okay, that's validating, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? I always mix them up. I've got the first few, and then I mix them up. <laughs> no comment, cat. <laughs> So this is the first, uh, not only is this the first human on a extraterrestrial planet, obviously, well, it's not a planet, it's a body, an extraterrestrial land. Um, This is also the first time a manned spacecraft has landed and relaunched from a different 
planet, which again, not a planet, but you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the first time that they've landed and relaunched from a place that's not Earth. Cat's <laughs> <Gets, laughs> flexing her nose at me. Oh, I was trying to boop the mic with my nose. And, and it went all like, ah! <laughs> Wait, can you not do that? No, I don't. Oh. My, my nose isn't shaped like that. It's like goes like back and forth. Yeah, it's like a dog sniffing. You did it! You did it! You got it! You got it! You got it! Yeah, I can do that, but like you have that little like part. In oh, your the nose flexors because my and so it like <laughs> my windish nose. Oh, it's okay. I have a, like a chunky nose. I don't even know. What... Well, you can at least say it's your windish nose. I just have a nose. That's really cute. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Back Good thing to we're not our recording. Special <laughs> programming. Um. Yeah. So this was a huge moment, obviously, for science, aviation technology, America, humanity. But, of course, it did not come without controversy. And the Apollo program and this kind of whole space race had been criticized for many years. But it really, when it event was so, like, publicly mm-hmm. observed, um, it became really to the forefront. Um, and people mainly took an issue with that all of this money was being spent on sending a man to space, which was basically a vanity project. Yeah, let's Instead of, like, actually, like, <laughs> taking care of issues that were happening you on know, Earth. because the world was having some issues. Yeah. In 69? Oh, yeah. And, like, I totally agree with that. However, I do still think it's really cool that they got to the move. I know. I, like, totally agree. And if I had lived at the time, I would have been like, this is bullshit. I would have been like, capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now I'm like, it's kind of cool. I know. I'm like, <laughs> glad you did it, but, like, you probably shouldn't have. Um, and popular misconception popular misconception, but the Apollo 11 mission is not the only mission to have people walk on the moon. Apollo missions 12, 14, 15, 16, and 17 all sent astronauts in to walk on the surface and collect samples. So Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong were not the only two people to be up there. They went back several times. Um, I did know that they'd gone back again. Yeah. Well, I think because with the whole conspiracy theory thing, it's like, oh, they only went once. Like, no, they went back quite a few times. Well, and Um, if you're trained for that, mm -hmm. you know, use that training, like, multiple times. And... Okay, this is where I talk about the moon landing conspiracy theory. Okay? Yes. So, my stance on it is, yes, we got to the moon. However, the only thing that makes me doubt that we didn't is because JFK says before the end of this decade. And then he oh, dies. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we got to the moon right, was like, right wow. within six months right of the end of the decade. Right that morale boost. Right there mm-hmm. at the end. That, to me, is the only thing. And it's not a point that people bring up a lot when they're talking about yeah. the moon landing conspiracy theory. Well, and it's theory. like, if they could show me validated, like, oh, this, this like, final draft and layout of the spaceship marked before JFK's death, mm-hmm. like, proves that before JFK died, we were already close. Yeah. That'd be one thing. But I do get the hesitancy. It is very interesting timing. I think more than anything, the most convincing thing to me that it's not real is timing. Yeah. It's just a little too convenient. It's a little too... Well, in the news... I have a newspaper on my wall in my room from the launch. Yeah. And I always look at it and I'm like, hmm. Hmm. Huh, you were cutting it pretty close there because it has pretty the date. Pretty close. Yeah. I set it on that newspaper mm-hmm. and I'm always like, oh. And it's like not suspiciously close. It's not like it was December 16th. Right. No, it was July it 16th. Was July. Oh, no, not right at the end. But but it's like, I, I just, 
I just think that's the only thing. I don't care about lighting. I don't care about, like, how still the flag is. True, but if you're taking it in, like, six-month increments, and he said that they would get them there within the decade, what year did he say that? 61. So they had basically, oh my god, I can't do math. This is about to be so embarrassing. That's a 1 in 18 chance that it fell on the last. And the chances get higher of doing it later because the time it takes to. So the chance is probably like 1 in 10 or something Mm -hmm. like that that they did manage to pull it off. Like there's someone who can run those real probabilities. But like, you know, I I agree. It's weird that they were like, we Mm -hmm. really need a morale boost right now. And we're, it's the last year. Yeah, we've been through like. You know, the civil rights era and America needs something to unify. Yeah. Like, behind. I, I fully believe that the moon landing happened. Yeah, I fully like, believe it does too. But yeah, the but one I do, thing I will that admit, makes me question. I will admit that's some very interesting timing. Is the timing. Mm-hmm. And like I said, not a lot of like conspiracy theories point that out. Well, it's like telling me that a Victorian woman's husband died. I'm like, oh, he died. She probably also poisoned him. Like, <laughs> you just, you, your yeah. mind's just like, huh, that's mm-hmm. odd. Yeah. He, it's he just, was hitting his mm-hmm. wife and he happened to die. When he yeah, was, after he, like, ate some soup. Yeah, what? that Crazy. she made instead of the cook that she sent mm. home that day. Like, mm. She was, like, very special for him. Yeah. But Good for her. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Good for her. Um, but, yeah, so that's my that's my official stance on the whole moon landing, whether or not it happened or not. Um, but, yeah, so I had to take time to point that out. Thank you. So that is, like, you know, that's really our culmination of this. America made it to the moon, and after that, like, it was kind of the end of the space race. And I guess I should say more, this is like the history of the space race, but not really. It's kind mm-hmm. of space travel in general. Um, Cause if I wanted to do just a space race, I would be like, Oh, since so Sputnik and then mm-hmm. forward. But um, you know, obviously in the decades since 1969, there have been so many advances in traveling space and understanding more and more about space um, so many that I cannot get to them all because mm-hmm. that would just, you know, I'd be sitting here listing out dates and right. missions and, you know, everything. So I tried to pull off a few big ones. So in 1971, the USSR establishes the first space station, which is called the Salyut 1 space station. Um, and again, I think that kind of really reinforces the idea that, like, they mm-hmm. weren't really interested in going to another planet. They were the just moon. wanted to. They just wanted to be in space. Yeah, yeah. And so they built a space station, and they were like, "We're just gonna hang out here and mm-hmm. collect data." Also, in 1971, the Soviets did successfully launch the first satellite to orbit on Mars. So again, it's more about that data collection. Yeah. And they're not sending people out to the moon. They didn't send right. people out to the moon when they sent a satellite. So I don't think they're trying to go to Mars anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we jump ahead a few years. So in 1984, um, Bruce. McCandless, which was a weird name, um, he becomes the first man to walk in space untethered. So, like a classic oh. spacesuit walk. Like, oh. I'd honestly be so scared. That's really scared. You can float away, and yeah. there's no coming back from that. Nope. There's a whole episode of your Futurama friends, about your that. Your friend's gonna just watch you drift away and wave. <laughs> yeah. Bye. There's a whole episode of Futurama about that. Oh, gosh. Which is a fantastic show. Anyway, I can. I gotta stop myself. I'll talk about Futurama for hours. <laughs> Fair. Um, so in 1986, we did unfortunately have the Challenger explosion mm-hmm. that really shocked the world, especially because the teacher was on board. Mae Jemsen. She's on my mm-hmm. list of... Yeah, and I think, you know, Wait, everyone, no, that people... Wasn't, that wasn't Mae Jemsen. That was... No. Oh, I, I forget name. her name. But, like, since it was a teacher, people, like, had it on in their classroom. And it exploded 73 seconds after takeoff. There was, um, a, like, a weird trend um, on TikTok for a minute that was, like... 
ever like history people it was very niche history people were like posting their hot take or like something that you don't normally see mm-hmm. about a well-known krista mcolive krista mcolive okay that's um, correct i think may jemison was the first woman of color in space sorry yeah. that's what i'm missing mixing yeah. up i knew the name um but and someone like posted like a family video of a different like previously unseen viewpoint of mm. the challenger explosion and it is like it all fit into a tiktok video like yeah. you could like from the moment where you can see the mom like saying seconds. like go look like look there it goes there it goes and then the dad saying like mm-hmm. something's wrong something's wrong Ugh. that must have been like terrifying to just i know you know to it's watch well, akin like to 9 11 they're all glued to the screen this is huge mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like a patriotic moment and yeah yeah because it was a civilian in space she was yeah. just gonna go up there and hang out you know yeah um yeah, and, you know, between 1971 and 1984, they're sending a bunch of people up into space. You know, they're not going back to the moon. Yeah. Um, but people are traveling. It wasn't safe, traveling. they expected yeah. her to be okay. Yeah, exactly. And it was a risk, but they weren't expecting it to end so violently, yeah. so fast. And for everyone to be watching it, mm-hmm. because, like, that happens so yeah. fast that you can't look away. Like, you can't shield your children's eyes. Yeah. And you made the 9-11 comparison, but people thought the first one was an accident. And then as soon as the second mm-hmm. tower was hit, they were like, oh my gosh, like, look away. Like, yeah. if, you know, if, like, look away if you're a sensitive viewer. But, like, this one, like, mm-hmm. everyone was staring at it. Yeah. Um, and I feel so bad, but I forgot to put, like, the first African-American in space. I think it's, isn't it Mae Jemison? Or is she the first? Um, let me look it up. So, in 1983, so right before, there was another Challenger mission. A man by the name of Guy Blueford became the first African American in space. Then who? Um, Why do I have the name Mae Jemison in my head? Then hold it, on. Hold on. It's probably because that was the man, and then there's yeah, Macy Jemison. Okay. Oh, she's pretty, isn't she? Um, and in 1992. Okay, she's a little later. Okay. So Macy Jemison became the first African so American female okay. in 1992 when she flew a sp- flew to space aboard the Endeavor. Cool. Wow, bad on now me. Now that we got that all yeah. fixed out. <laughs> um, so Challenger, that was really rough. Yeah. Um, in 1990, the Hubble Space Teleco- Telescope was launched into space, and all of a sudden, we are able to see the universe Which and understand it. insane. Just revolutionize. And it's 1990. Like, that technology is so old. And, like, they're launching. I think they've been working, or they have been working on it, or they just launched it or something, but, like, a telescope that's, like, hundreds of times more powerful than the hubble yeah i'm um, looking it up right now because some yeah. of the photos i remember they released a couple photos a couple years ago and yeah. everyone, everyone was just like oh my yeah God. we're like able to see deeper and deeper into space and truly understand the universe and where we live and all that kind of and stuff and it looks so like something crazy. straight out of I like know. a star lord segment of <sighs> guardians of the galaxy i know that is why i was so into space when i was younger because it was just so cool like i can't Ugh. like some of this stuff just looks fake because it's I know. so pretty but then you're I like know. it's hubble i know so in 1997 we have the first research rovers landing on mars um and what was that one rover that like died the other discovery like, i think is the name of it <sighs> that also made me cry literally i don't uh, like it's just a little robot but his like last uh, yeah no like, don't talk to me about that his last little words like like the, the light is growing dim. I, I yeah no. I think it's uh, wasn't it. I think it was curiosity. Curiosity. Thank curiosity. You. The curiosity rover. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
And I'm over uh, here giving you names of things and I'm messing it up. No, you're almost right. So better than I got. Um, yeah, the last words. I, I just... <laughs> I know. Last message. I gotta read it because it's so good. Is there Was there AI on board or is it like something that this thing... No, I think it was like... It was a poetic interpretation of oh. what its last like communication, communication was. was. If you don't know why this is so significant, they launched the Curiosity rover. It was part of two rovers that they launched, mm-hmm. and it was only supposed to be on Mars for a few years. And it and, lasted. And it had solar panels, but they didn't expect the battery to last like longer than a few years. But it lasted like multiple times over than what yeah. they thought it was going to last. Yeah. And so when it finally, the battery finally gave out um over i it was in 2020 i think um but it was like (laughs) it was an emotional moment because it had lasted so long yeah and it was finally giving out and i can't find the quote but it was something it was like in a poetic interpretation basically the communication was like oh i'm losing power um i'm gonna start looking now yeah i'll I'll, I'll keep (laughs) searching you find it because i have to finish this but yeah um it was just uh, it makes me so emotional oh i don't know why it's just i think it's because i have that like weird connection to space and i just am like uh. (laughs) um so in 1998 the first piece of the international space station was sent into space and that's something that they were steadily working on um since then and i do think that it's still being added to but it was technically completed in 2011 uh but they're still adding to that obviously and people live up there for months and years at a time in 2011 again we have the first orbit uh, satellite orbit of mercury which was um done by nasa which is a big deal too because it's hot over there and so they had to like make sure that they can like withstand the heat of the sun yeah in 2015, we have the first plant to be grown and consumed in space, and this was a joint effort on the International Space Station between the U.S. and Japan, and that first plant was lettuce. Really? They grew and ate lettuce in space, proving that you can grow plants in space. Okay. I, I Probably under very specific conditions, but they did it. Yeah. Um, and so, also, you know... you were right. Um, it's a very... In- a poetic interpretation but apparently yeah. it's my battery is low and it's getting dark yeah my battery is low and it's getting this is a poetic <sighs> translation of the rover's more technical transmission yeah <laughs> this makes me so it's sad. a cute rover too it's so cute when i was in middle school oh my god we had this like project and i did it over like mars exploration and yes. we had to make props and i made my own little mars rover that's adorable it just makes me ah anyway um, so we, you know, talking about space, there's some current things happening that I can't ignore. Um, that is fair. And we t- discussed both Musk and Bezos earlier. And I just want to say that I. Born in 1961. <sighs> it makes me so angry. I remember when Elon Musk first came around and SpaceX first started, everyone was like, oh my god, this man's a genius. And I was like, are you kidding? This guy sucks. Because to yeah. me, space always has been and always should be that one untouched space. It's like the freaking Tim Curry meme. I'm escaping to the one place that hasn't been corrupted oh, yeah. by capitalism. Space. space! But like, it's so true. Like, you should not let 
private companies up there. They're going to ruin it. I know. And I've had this theory for a long time, but I think basically we're going to have another American revolution on our hands where we colonize Mars and we're going to treat them just how we got treated. Yeah. And they're going to have war. Then all of a sudden we have another planet. You know, you know what? like That's an interesting theory. I've had that. I've thought that for a long time because I think it's, it's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, I think you're right. There's going to be some sort of over fight over mm-hmm. like domain in space and yeah. it's like that doesn't belong to, to like, anyone land it belongs to belong everyone to just either. exactly like, like uh, we are on stolen land land right now yeah. like and i just it upsets me i don't like spacex elon musk is a freaking fraud like he bought the title of founder of tesla he's not like you know his money's from child exploitation from his father and Im- like it's not he okay. pays other people to be smart for him he's not smart himself see i don't i don't know all that but yeah. i just know that i don't really like people who have so much wealth that it feels ungodly yeah and he no one should be a billionaire so we already don't like him because of that reason yeah. but i don't like him because of all those other reasons too because he's like corrupting space and all of a sudden because of him we have other freaking billionaires like jeff bezos yeah. and some other guy that just got launched into space that i never heard of like the other day <laughs> And, like, now all these billionaires who just have ungodly amounts well, of money to throw at projects. When an individual has enough money, has more money than it estimate, is estimated to take to reverse the effects of, well, not to reverse, but to put the world on track to, like, you know how there's the projections about global warming? Yeah. And it's like, if, you, if we actually pulled back now, we could survive yeah. without destroying the planet. Mm-hmm. When you have enough money to single-handedly achieve that worldwide goal... Yeah. There is something wrong with wealth stratification. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. And also, why are you racing to be the first one in space, Jeff Bezos? Like, the your millionaire self. I you know. should be racing to fix the planet, to help, I know. like, students get into college, I, to help. Yeah. I, mm. uh, and I just, like, uh, it's just so frustrating to me because space should not be occupied by private companies no because then it's at least if it's governments it kind of belongs to the people yeah in but theory. private in theory but private companies yeah you lose all even attempt at a facade that to it, colonize mars or exactly something. and, and, and then we'll have like spacex world or something stupid like no, it's I, gonna be like amazon delivering packages and it's gonna be like free prime delivery two days <laughs> then it will be like futurama Rocket use. <laughs> Um, but I just like, it's just so upsetting to me. I hate it a lot. And I would just, I just really wanted to talk to talk about that because like, I remember like watching like space documentaries and them talking about like, oh yeah, like there's really good metal on the moon. We're going to go mine it. I'm like, you're going to dig giant holes in the freaking surface of the moon. Yeah. Like, oh my God. No, you're not. Yeah. No. Stop it. (laughs) The most I'm okay with you bringing back from space. It's like a few rocks. It's the rockets in the Smithsonian that everyone gets to touch. Exactly. Like you don't get to go mine huge craters in the moon. Like it's just so. And it's not, I know it's supposed to be an infinite Mm -hmm. universe that's constantly expanding because of all that. Like, yeah, I get that. But at the same time, we used to think that the Earth's mm-hmm. resources are finite. And then how long before we can't reach further than we've yeah, destroyed? Exactly. And if you... Guess what? If you mine a lot of the moon, there's not going to be a moon left to mine. And, and then there's going to be no tides. There's going to the be no tides and we're going to be... going to collapse. I just... I just... Seeing the damage that 
capitalism and countries and all of this stuff has done to the earth and like thinking space is the one thing that we can save. I know. I'm almost and like we don't deserve watching planet. This, I know. And watching it happen before our eyes and you know of course these fucking multi-mega billionaires of 1% have ungodly amounts of money that they can throw at space exploration all day. Yeah. And I just and like the museum we work at has like a freaking space ex- exhibit and every time I walk and by I was it, like we're going to get fired get, for this. It's so mad. <laughs> and like, you know, SpaceX works out of Central Texas, which is very close to where we are. Mm-hmm. Um we're pretty close to Central Texas, so like I just uh, it just really frustrates me. And I really needed to talk about that because I think it would be bad to not talk about it. Um, That's true. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, I would like to end on a story that I think is really funny and it's going to lighten the mood a lot. Okay. So. So right now I'm running on a hatred of capitalism, which is a good place to be, but also like. Yeah, I can tell you're kind of done. I'm never going to be no, done. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm <laughs> like, it, it's. Despite oh. of it is keeping me oh, okay. yeah. invigorated. Gotcha. gotcha. So you're going to like this story. Okay. It's a good one. Um, so there is this woman. Well, she died in 2016. So, oh. But there's this woman named, by the name of Judith Love Cohen. And keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> so this woman was a freaking badass, right? She is a legend and she, along with being a dancer for the New York Metropolitan Opera Ballet Company and a children's book author, also was a literal rocket scientist. And she programmed um, the something called the Abort Guidance Programs on the Apollo mission. And this became kind of cemented in history with the Apollo 13 mission. mission. And if you remember back when I talked about what Apollo missions have made it to the moon, I didn't say 13 because I didn't. Mm-hmm. Because they had a minor explosion on board and they had to do use the abort guidance program that this woman, Judith Love Cohen, they watched wrote. Tom Hanks and Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Um, and that is where we do get the very famous line, Houston, we have a problem. Um Another, because, you know, I'm from Houston. Gotta love it. Mm -hmm. Um, So she wrote this shit. She is, like, basically the only one who worked on this project. And she was, like, essential Mm -hmm. in making this. So a few months before the Apollo 13 launch, she was finishing up the support guidance program. And while she was working on finishing it up, she went into labor with her fourth baby. Oh, wow. Um, So she took a computer printout of this problem that she was working on. And she finished it while in labor at the hospital. Oh, my God. Yeah. So she's, like, literally doing there, like, sitting there doing rocket science. Like Bringing in, life like into in, the world and saving lives. In between contraptions. Contractions. So she finishes his abort guidance system. It becomes essential only a few minutes later. Saves the lives of astronauts aboard the Apollo 13. Great. Awesome lady. Also was a ballet dancer and wrote That's children's books. That's why I know her name. Yeah. She, total badass. Such an awesome lady. There's, like, a picture of her, like, in, like, 19, like, in the 1950s, like, working at, like, a NASA facility. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, you look so cute. Anyway. And I feel like I, we, I should mention at some point we'll talk about, like, hidden figures about, like, Catherine Johnson yeah. and people who, like, oh yeah totally, basically ran yeah. this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I want to save that one for one of the, our episodes oh, where absolutely. we talk about movie accuracy. Yeah. And we can pick that one apart but yeah we will talk about those people as well but that's amazing yeah oh well i'm not done with the story okay because her fourth child guess guess who who? it's someone we know the household name who 
Wait. <laughs> Who? Kaylee? You're not going to believe me. Who? Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> what? Jack Black. No, you're, you're screwing with me. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. I'm I told I you. I trust you, but I don't trust I you. I told you you were going to believe me. Oh, my God. It's literally Jack Black. It's literally Jack Black. Oh, my God. <laughs> Computer scientist, engineer, Neil Siegel, and actor Jack Black. <laughs> oh my god. Isn't that so funny? I'm screaming. I. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> of like, and, and it's so funny too, because it's not just like any actor. Like, any actor would be like, oh, fun fact. But the fact that it's Jack Black that just, just makes it so, so hilarious. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Yeah. So, like I said, a little bit more of a better story to end on. Um, Jack Black's mother, total badass. And I'm not surprised that Jack Black ended up the way he did with a mother that sounds as amazing as she was. Um, That's yeah. might be my party story. I know. I know. Like, hey, fun fact. <laughs> a good opener. But... I. I'm like, I believe you. I, I, I believe this, I like, but I'm just still yeah. scrolling and in, in I know. I, like, had to read, like, multiple articles. I was like, that's not real. There's, like, pictures of her with him, like, on red carpets and stuff like that. But, yep, it's Jack Black. <laughs> uh, well, that's okay, the I end of stop my story. At Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Thank and you. that was, like, a nice comprehensive, like, I hope so. overview. Because that's, the space race is a lot to take in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of focus my intentions on what what do I really want to be detailed about? Yeah. And I figured a lot of those firsts is where we should be the most detailed about. Yeah. Um, well, and I think that's the hard part about doing a history podcast is that there you there are levels of the depth yeah. in any story to down to the minutia of talking about like this person when they were born were they crying or like you know like you can go yeah. so in depth yeah. you're always gonna leave out something you can be that like, someone else oh Adolf Hitler's great 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 yeah. grandfather there's always gonna be something that someone's yeah. like you should have talked about this and it's like it mm-hmm. just wasn't what I was aiming for in my narrative this time yeah. like there were other priorities yeah and you know not to say that like I said like in between or after sixty nine it just kind of explodes and there's yeah. so much cool stuff that happens. And mm-hmm. if you're interested in this topic, definitely go look at it and, you know, go to space center Houston. It's a good time. I've been there. I'm going to go. Um, I think a person in our program used to work there. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway. Yeah. So that's that was fantastic. Thank, thank you. you. And this is a pretty long episode probably cause me and Kat haven't seen each other for a while. Yeah. So we had to catch up. We had tangents about capitalism, racism, and eugenics and all that. All that jazz. good stuff that yeah. normally is on this show. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. So yeah. Thanks for sticking around this thanks long. Thanks for sticking around. If you've got something to say on Twitter and it fits in that little box, follow us at T-I-N-A-H-L podcast. And if you want to email us and tell us about the time you met Jack Black, and his yes. mom. Please do. I will love to hear it. I yes. love Jack Black so much. <laughs> yeah, leave us reviews on Apple. Apple Every Podcast. Every review you leave 
is another movie Jack Black has to make for us. Oh my god. That's a blessing. Please bless us <laughs> Please, with another Jack yes. Black movie. Please. <laughs> Please bless us by leaving an Apple podcast review. Yeah, so and then Jack tweet Black will make Jack more Black. movies. Let tweet him know at about Jack us. Black. Please <laughs> say this one random podcast that has like very few regular listeners really needs you to Please do that. Please. They, these two people specifically need you to make more movies. Need you, Jack Black. Yeah. We need you. Can't tell you how much it's I need like another Jumanji. It's like Uncle Sam, except it's us. Yes. And we're pointing only at Jack Black. Well, I wouldn't mind if they did another Jumanji and Aquafina was in it again. It was really good. That was really good. I liked her as Danny yes. DeVito as... Honestly, yeah. again, any movie Jack Black watch makes a watch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Thanks well, for sticking around. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you again next week. Yes. This was not a history lecture. Bye. Bye.